Welcome to the Redeem Evangelical Mission Tram Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. Appreciate you. Step aside this morning and ask you to take your place. As I bring every man, every woman, youth and teenager, boy, girl, and child, honor the sound of my voice to you. I ask you to, to encounter us. I ask you to heal, to deliver, for you sent your world, and you will heal them and deliver them from all their destruction. We return our glory and our praise to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we worship. Put your hands together for the Lord. You're welcome this morning to this wonderful service. I welcome you in the name that is above every name. As we receive all our friends across the globe, wherever you are listening to, all over the nations of the world, that the presence of God in the house is reaching you wherever you are. Jesus will be glorified in your life. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. This morning, tell somebody, embrace your reality. You're not even hearing yourself. Embrace your reality. As you hold on totally to his word. Embrace your reality. As you hold on totally to, you, to his word. This morning the Lord sent me to somebody. Telling you to embrace your reality in Christ. Your reality. We live in a world that you, we are being defined. By our circumstances, by man, by the culture we live, by the environment. And today, many are wrongly defined. And because they are wrongly defined, they embrace who man say they are. And they are living in bondage. The Bible sent me, God sent me to you today to set you free. Because when you discover your true self and your true identity in Christ, you'll be liberated. You'll be set free. For he who the Son of God set free is free indeed. Your freedom begins today in the name of Jesus. Your liberty begins today in the name of Jesus. What do we mean when we say embrace your reality? To embrace is to accept willingly and enthusiastically. I repeat, to embrace is to accept something willingly or someone willingly and enthusiastically. You accept someone or something willingly and enthusiastically. Because that willingness and enthusiasm, enthusiastically, at sparks on your face, on your eyes. Are you hear what I'm saying? You know when you are enthusiastic about something, it adds what? Spark. Gives you passion. Praise God. And when you have this spark 
and passion and fire in your eyes, you will not be depressed. There will be no fear. You know what I'm saying? God sent me to us this morning to tell us to embrace who we are in him. Embrace your identity in Christ. What am I to embrace? What identity? What reality? If you have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, you are forgiven. Somebody say, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. You have to embrace this reality that you are forgiven. And if God has forgiven you, what do you do? I forgive yourself. The Bible told us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. You embrace your newness. Praise God. No more intimidation. Before you become a child of God, before you become a new creature, you are forgiven. Praise God. Well, you're receiving. For in him we have redemption, even the forgiveness of sin. Praise God. You have to embrace who you are in Christ. Accept willingly and enthusiastically who you are. This is who I am. The reality is, this is who I am. Praise God. You embrace willingly and enthusiastically that you're a child of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. As many that receive him to them, they give the power and authority to become child of God, children of God, sons of God. Praise God. You embrace this truth. You embrace this reality. That I'm a child of God. I belong to God. Praise God. You embrace this truth. And if you have received him. And the Bible said there is therefore now no, com- no more condemnation. Romans chapter 1 from verse. So Romans chapter 8 from verse number 1. Praise God. Romans 8. Romans 8. There is therefore now. What now means the moment in time. Right now. Today is the 20th day of February 2022. Here in the city of Manor In Atlanta, Georgia. Right? And it's 7 minutes to 11 a.m. Eastern. There is therefore now, if you have received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right now, you are forgiven. Number two, you are a child of God. Now we we'll work to heaven. Number three, no more condemnation. Praise God. You have to embrace this reality. Forgiving, child of God, and 
No more condemnation. Praise God. No more condemnation. No more condemnation. No more condemnation. You have to enjoy the liberty and the freedom that you have been given. Praise God. There is therefore now no more condemnation to those who are in Christ. Many today are in church, but are not in Christ. Many are in religion, but are not in Christ. You, you, are all, you can only enjoy condemnation-free life. Where you are in Christ. If you are not in Christ, you are still condemned. Because John chapter 3 told us, For God did not send the Son to this world to condemn the world, but that through Him they might what? Be saved. So if you are not in Christ, you are still condemned. But he sent me to you this morning, wherever you are, under the sound of my voice. You can free yourself from condemnation by choosing to be in Christ. The way out from condemnation is what? In Christ. Somebody say, in Christ. Somebody say, in Christ. Somebody say, in Christ. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Your liberty and your freedom is in Christ. Not in religion, not in church. Why do I say in religion? Because many are those folks that are not in church are in one religion or the other. But the way out is in Christ to receive him as Lord and Savior. You have to embrace willingly and enthusiastically that God loves you. Praise God. That God loves you. God loves me. John chapter 3 verse 16. John 3 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever will believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved the world. You put your name there. God so loved you John. God so loved you Jane. God so loved you Margaret. God so loved you Aliu. Ibrahim, God so love you. Alejandro, God so love you. Mikael, God so love you. Whatever your name is, he loves you. Somebody say, I'm loved. Somebody say, I'm loved. I'm loved by God, the most high God. You have to embrace this reality. You have to accept it. Accept this reality. Accept your present condition. If that God loves you, 
willingly and enthusiastically. Because when you accept your reality willingly and enthusiastically, it creates confidence in you. It creates boldness in you. It creates spark, fire in your eyes. It creates hope. It has every form of fear and bondage. Many are under depression. Many are living in fear because they refuse to embrace their reality. Why do you go to church? That's a question. Why do you go to church? Last Sunday, here in this auditorium, our pastor told us the level of trust is determined by the level of relationship, right? How deep the relationship you have. You cannot trust God you do not have deep relationship with. You cannot trust the husband you don't have relationship with. You can't trust the wife you don't have deep relationship with. You, don't, you cannot trust the brother, the sister, the man, the woman you don't have deep relationship with. So the problem we are having today is a problem of relationship. Deep relationship. You understand what I'm saying? Because wherever there is lack of trust, it means there is no deep relationship. You come to church, but no deep relationship with God. On Wednesday, I was telling us here, the one thing that is lacking today in the church is loyalty. Loyalty. Many are no more loyal, many are no more faithful. Where there is no loyalty and faithfulness, it means there is no deep relationship. You understand what I'm saying? And there's no love. Because the person you love, that you are in a deep relationship with, you'll be loyal to the person. You'll be faithful to the person. You understand what I'm saying? You'll be loyal, you'll be faithful. You'll be committed. Every day, we hear and read about Marriage is breaking like you know, glasses that have been shattered. Today, in this nation and in the nations of the world, the society will live it. People look up to celebrities. And celebrity does not have themselves together. The married today, after 24 hours, they are divorced. And they are communicating road message to the younger ones. And many that are in church, but they take their information or they, they relied or depend on this. Celebrities in quote. Whereas the word of God is there to guide them and they are not ready to be guided by the word of God. That is why the Lord sent me to you. You know what I've been dealing on? Hold on to his word. Why? Because it is your life. Right? You have to embrace 
your reality. Brother, embrace your reality, sister. Embrace the reality that God loves you. Not the world. He lost Fred. Oh, he must say, you put your name there. And that you're precious to him. Glory to God. Ephesians. Ephesians 1. Ephesians chapter 1. From verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with the spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus who had blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places where? In Christ. Remember, no condemnation in Christ. You understand what I'm saying? Loved in Christ. You are now blessed in Christ. If you are in Christ, you are blessed. Praise God. You have to accept willingly and enthusiastically that you are blessed. And who God blesses, no one can curse him. Numbers chapter 19, right? He said, God has blessed them. Number 19 from verse 20. God has blessed them and I cannot reverse it. So I come to let you know that you have been blessed and it, it cannot be reversed. Are you hear what I'm saying? Blessed and cannot be reversed. It is irreversible. You have to embrace this reality that you are blessed. You are blessed. It means you are empowered to succeed. Not by the knowledge, your academic power, or your human connection and effort. The Most High God who loved you have what empowered you to succeed everywhere you go. When you have this mindset, you embrace this reality. Wherever you go, what happened? If no one is succeeding. I am succeeding because I am blessed. You have to know it. I am blessed. And no one can curse who God has blessed. Praise God. You have to embrace this reality. Willingly and enthusiastically. When you embrace this, you accept this, it will transform you. It will change your mindset. It will change the way you see life. It will change the way you, you reason. Praise God. It will change the way you function. It will change your thought pattern. And create confidence in you. That you are blessed. Because I am in Christ Jesus. I am blessed. I am blessed. Praise God. I am blessed. And because I am blessed. Satan you are too late. 
You cannot reverse what God has done in my life. I am blessed. Hallelujah. Blessed in Christ. Look at it. Just as he, verse 4, chose us in him. In who? In Christ. Before the foundation of the world. You have been chosen. Said, I am chosen. It means that I am not ordinary. I'm not common. Praise God. I have been chosen. God looked at over 7 billion people and he reached out to you, Danny boy. I, I chose you, you are mine. You look, zero in. Jones, I chose you. Peter, I chose you. Pauline, I chose you. It means you are not just a nobody. Because we started by saying, man will qualify you and define you. And some say you are a nobody. Some say you don't have what it takes. Some say you are of a lesser class. Because of the color of your skin. Who told you that the color of your skin made you a lesser class? Last time I checked, the hemoglobin in the body of every human being is the same, right? The hemoglobin is the same. The last time I checked, the internal anatomy of every human being is the same. They bring the internal anatomy of any and put without the color of their skin. You can't differentiate who is black or who is white. So don't buy that lie from hell because of the color of your skin that you have a lesser. If you are a lesser, why should the maker of heaven and earth choose you? That is why you must embrace your reality wherever you go. Especially my children, you that are in the colleges and in high schools. Because when you embrace your reality, you, you accept your reality willingly and enthusiastically, you will lift your head shoulder high, will spring on your feet anywhere and everywhere in the world you go. You will, can, you will not be intimidated. And who told you that you are of lesser value? Your brain power is not lesser than the brain power of the white. As a matter of fact, many, many black boys and girls are more intellectually gifted than many white people. Most they are doing now the Black History Month, right? They discover most of the discoveries the world is enjoying today. This nation is enjoying today that were by blacks. But due to the inhumanity of human being, they don't publish it for everybody to know. And yet they are enjoying it. I rebuke intimidation in your lives. 
in the name of Jesus. Embrace your reality. Accept your reality willingly and enthusiastically. Your reality in Christ. Because outside Christ, you are nobody. Outside Christ, you are nobody. I don't care the name that the world calls you. I don't care how much you have in the bank. Outside Christ, you are nobody. Dr. Charles Stanley was speaking this morning when I, when I was dressing up. Because whenever I'm preparing for service, dressing up, I always tune to his channel. I was speaking this morning because many people have been deceived. You look at all the flares of the celebrities and the guys that have this and that. You lifted them up high with all the luxuries of this world. He said, but when they get back home, no cameras, and the lighter switch, they are lonely. They are empty and afraid. And that's why many of them get into drugs. And that's why many of them get joint courts. Hey, Jesus sent me to you wherever you are. You under the sound of my voice. He said, Lo, behold, I stand at the door of your heart. I'm knocking. If you open up, I will come in. I will sup with you. Your completion is in Christ. Your security is in Christ. Your safety is in Christ. You have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. Embrace your reality in him. Accept who you are in him. Willingly and enthusiastically. And refuse to be intimidated. Remember how they tell us that you are not qualified to find how much you have in the bank and the degree, change of your degree or certificate or how big the financial portfolios are. All these, are they, is pastor against them? No. They are added. They are additions of life. The seeking force, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. These are the additions but they are not the priority. But unfortunately today many are pursuing after the addition and not after the priority. Your priority in this life is your personal relationship with God, the maker of your life, the one that gives you breath, the one that defines you and the one that qualifies you. If you lose that priority, you have lost everything. No wonder John are writing in First John. He said, he who has the son of God have life. And he who has not the son of God have no life at all. It's written boldly in black and white and red leather in different prints of the Bible. If you don't have Jesus, he said, you have no life at all. Someone has embraced your reality in him. We are seeing Ephesians chapter 1. Bless. You have been chosen. Not only that he has chosen you. 
that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You see, many a time when people hear this word holiness, you know, when we're talking about holiness, we're talking about the character of God. You understand what I'm saying? You, the same God that saved you is one that made you holy in Christ when he took your sins, right? One of the additions that he gave to you is righteousness in him. You have a right relationship with him. If you don't have Jesus as Lord and Savior, you don't more have right relationship with God. There is nothing you do on earth. There is no human sacrifice. There is no religious sacrifice and exercise you do on earth that can make you right before God. Outside Jesus. So the only one that makes you right before God is Jesus. He took our sins and gave us his righteousness. You understand what I'm saying? That's an exchange. The moment you receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, an exchange takes place in your life. He took our mess, took my sin, he took all my rottenness, my disqualifications, and gave me his nature, his character, his righteousness. Praise God. And I, I have to build on this foundation that he has laid. I have to build on this foundation. This relationship, somebody say relationship. It's a call to relationship. You are not even hearing yourself. Somebody say it's a call to relationship. Relationship is no relationship where there's no fellowship and communication. This relationship has to be built, has to be developed. Praise God. It is not a one-way traffic. Many people come to church with a mindset that it's a one-way traffic. I come to church, God has to do everything wrong, 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 wrong. Those of us that are married, is it a one-way traffic? You want to enjoy peace in your home. You want, you want to enjoy honey in your home. You want to enjoy love. What do you do? You, meant, you build it, you walk, you roll out your sleep the day you are getting married. Right? I always tell people that the moment you say, I do, the thing that first die is me, I, mine. You know what I'm saying? Me, I, mine, died instantly. But if you resurrect it, you will have trouble in the flesh. You have problem in your home. God privileged me to teach marriage class, intended couples class for many years in the headquarters before I got married. Now that you are alone, your keys, your pocket, on your wall, in your purse, anytime you can go anywhere, any day, nobody knows, cares, except you call it home, right? My son that is now in D.C., do you know where he went last night? Rosani, do you know? Do you know what Alamide is doing now? 
Somebody whisper, you'll be in church. <laughs> Praise the Lord. When you are single, you are all you, yourself, your purse, your car, your key, your apartment. You do anything you want to do. Go to your bed. The way you want to lie like this. You want to lie across. You want to lie like this. It's all yours. Right? But the day you say, I do. Where you go, I will go. Where you live, I will live. His people shall be, your people shall be my people. Like that. I died instantly. Me died instantly. Mine died instantly. It's not because us, we, us. If you don't intentionally and purposefully embrace we, us, us, it means that you have already sunk your marriage before you got started. That is not your person in Jesus' name. A relationship. If you read Ephesians chapter 5, God gave us marriage as a model. Somebody say a model. As a model of our relationship with him. When you got home, you read it. In that John, um, Ephesians chapter 5, there's a place for the husband who is the head of the, of, the, of, the, of the home and there's a place for the wife. You understand what I'm saying? Everyone have their role to play. And when children start coming, there's a place for the children, there's a place for the parents. Everyone have their role defined. Somebody said defined. Everyone have their role to play. Defined by God. And when those roles are played, there will be what? Oneness. There will be unity. There will be joy. There will be gladness. There will be peace. And you are the one that enjoy it. And that makes you to grow younger, healthier. I hear what I'm saying. And that is why during that period, I... God gave me this word that marriage is meant to be enjoyed and not to be endured. Marriage is meant to be what? Enjoyed and not to be endured. The best thing that ever happened to you as a child of God after your, your salvation is your husband or your wife. I don't know why I'm going this way. The best thing not your brothers or sisters, not your mother, because some people live, but they have not left. They carry their mother into their marriage. They carry their father into their marriage. You don't. It has become a mixed multitude. Are you hearing me? Because your mother or your father is not your spouse. They have lived their life. They had theirs. 
Somebody say trouble in the flesh. And that's why many people today are having trouble in the flesh. Because they carry what they're not supposed to carry. They have mixed multitude. The children of Israel, when they left Egypt, they went with mixed multitude. And the mixed multitude misled them and many died. Don't embrace mixed multitude. Right marriage. God purposely created marriage to show us how our union with him is like. Did you, have you ever read in the Bible that the bride of Christ? Who is the bride of Christ? The church is the bride of Christ. Whatever there is a bride, there is a bridegroom, right? Do you think that the Bible missed what I made mistake when he said the bride of Christ? That home, that marriage is given greater by God to represent heaven on earth, the church and Christ. Where you nurture children. As you nurture them, they follow the example they see at home. The example, the children are taught by what they see, not just what they hear. And if you are not modeling godly life, they see it. And they say, oh, this is how, the way it's supposed to be. Because some people come to church, there is something else in the church, there is something else at home. And the children know. Someone say, embrace your reality in Christ. As we stand and hold on totally on his word. As we do what? Stand and hold on totally on his word. Because his word is our roadmap. His word is our GPS. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When these things are in place, you know that you're loved, you know that you're blessed. You see, having Verse 5, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, you are a son of God. Praise God. You, all, you always hear me say in this place that a son can never be a servant. Right? The Bible did not call angels sons. You are a son, which means that you have right of inheritance in the house. Where? In the kingdom of God. You have what? Right of inheritance. Because you are a son. Someone say I'm a son. You have to embrace this reality. That you are a son, I'm a son of God. If you're a girl, you say I'm a daughter of God. But sonship is uh, uh, what do you call? Without male or female. You understand what I'm saying? 
Because the Bible said there is neither male or female. We are all sons of God. In heaven, there is neither male or female. That is why when Jesus was answering the question, a religious guy full of religion came to Jesus. And they want to trap him. They said, Jesus, Moses told us that uh, when you marry a brother, you know, when you marry a woman, the woman will deliver to you uh, a child, right? And if you marry and the woman died, uh, the husband died, the brother will take over the wife to, give, to have a, produce a child for the dead brother. You see some culture that are front and backward. After he had wrapped and said all he said, Jesus told him, you see, and the end, at the end of the day, he said, seven brethren, seven brothers, all died marrying one woman. And none of them, she couldn't produce one child for any of them. And yet all of them died. He said, in heaven, who will be the true husband of this woman that seven men died trying to produce a child? Jesus told them, told them, look straight to their eyes. He said, you see, in heaven, there is no male, no female. There is no marriage. Praise God. No marriage in heaven. No male, no female. We're all children of God. With one singular purpose. To worship and serve him. We are his bride. Can you go and marry somebody's wife? Answer me. You see my baby girl. You come out. You wake up from the wrong side of the day. You say you want to marry her. She has all she takes to even confront you and, tell, and put you where you belong. Praise God. Without even getting to me. Praise God. That's what is happening today. That's what they're trying to do. Many are in church, but they don't know who they are. That's why I ask you, do you know why you come to church? If you have received Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are his bride. You are his bride. You read the marriage supper of the Lamb, right? In the Bible. The last great event on earth is the rapture of the saints. You understand what I'm saying? That was going to be the last great event in the, on earth for us. Jesus' bride. Praise God. The rapture. What is rapture? The cutting away, taking to glory to be with him. We have not even finished. Time is already running. Praise God. So this is our reality, brother. This is our reality, sister. We have to embrace our reality. And when you understand this, you function in your reality. You live and operate who you ask who you are. Nobody will tell you 
to love God. Because you are his bride. Husband and wife, that there's no love. What happened? Everybody will go in on his own way, right? Many people are in church because they don't know why. They think that they come to church to be blessed. You already blessed. You understand what I'm saying? We're ready, right? You are already blessed. When the moment you receive Jesus as Lord, you're already blessed. What you need now is understanding to know and understand who you are, to know who you are, and to know why you are here. You know who you are and why am I here? People think that they are here to make money. I've been telling us this many times. You're not here to make money, honey. You're here for a greater assignment than making of money. God that is our heavenly father can pay you in dollar anywhere in the world. Are you hearing me? You have to know why you're here. If you are the bride of Christ, meaning you have a responsibility. But many don't know that they are bride of Christ. They come to church. They think that they come to church to do pastor a favor. No. No. You are his bride. You have to prepare yourself. Those of us that got married, right? Getting ready for the D-Day. You know what to do. Some don't sleep for weeks. Prepare yourself. For his coming. If I ask a question now, how many people are preparing themselves to meet with him? How many are living to meet with him? How many are expecting his coming? How many even know that our time on earth is limited? We're busy chasing after stuff. Chasing after stuff. But the important, the most important, we are absent. No longer. I rebuke ignorance in the name of Jesus. Lord, open our spirit, open our heart and our mind to know and understand. Help me, Holy Spirit, to embrace my reality in Christ. Help me. We have to pick this from here next time. I have not even you know. But let me read through this Ephesians 1 we are on five. Let's let me read through to verse six. Having predestined us to be, to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, by which He made us acceptable, accepted in the beloved. If God have accepted you, what man says is irrelevant. Are you hearing me? You are reality. You have to know that you are accepted by God as his beloved. When you say, I am his beloved, it means that I am his love child. I am precious to him. I am not ordinary. I'm not a nobody. That he loves me so much. You understand what I'm saying? You have to know that you have been accepted by God. 
whatever man says about you is irrelevant. You understand what I'm saying? Accepted. If you have made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, you are accepted by God and you are his beloved. Somebody say, I say, say confidently, I am his beloved. I have been accepted by God. Whatever man says about me is irrelevant. The verdict of man concerning me have no place. I am his bride. Accepted in the beloved. I am his beloved. Praise God. I am his love child. I am his bride. We have to accept this reality of us. Willingly and enthusiastically. Somebody say willingly and enthusiastically. When we know this truth, Jesus says in John chapter 8 verse 32, this truth will set us free. Free us from every bondage. Free us from every chain. Every intimidation. Every fear. Because many are living with diverse baggage. They have no business carrying. Say, embrace your reality in Christ. Praise the Lord. Say, Holy Spirit, help me to embrace my reality in Christ. I am loved. I am his beloved. I am his son. I am blessed. I hear what I'm saying. I am his bride. You have to carry yourself as the bride of Christ. When you realize you are the bride, there are things you don't have business doing. There are stuff you don't have business doing, getting involved with. There are places you don't have business going. When you know you are a bride, my baby girl, there are are things you can't do because she's married to me. Praise God. You are a bride. You are not a street boy or a street girl. Many come to church. They behave as if they are street boys and street girls. You are a bride. Somebody paid heavy bride price on your head. The bride price Jesus paid on our head is his life. His blood. That is what you cost him. You understand what I'm saying? That's what you cost him. And you have to believe, you have to come to this understanding. If you are his bride, and you cost him his life, there's a way to behave, and there's a way not to behave. If you are his bride and a member of his family, will you allow his business to die? You are undoing yourself because the business belongs to the family. Jesus says in Luke 2.49, don't you know I must be about my father's business? When you make, you are improving or making the work to progress, you are working for yourself. Any member of Walmart family that is working in that organization, are they working for somebody else? Talk to God. Ask the Holy Ghost to help us to embrace our reality in him. 
The Lord helped me to complete this. I thought I would complete it today. But let's keep pushing and follow the way he leads. Ask the Holy Ghost to help you to embrace your reality in Christ. Accept your reality willingly and enthusiastically. If it's willingly, it means you are not forced. It is out of your will, out of your volition. Enthusiastically, with great passion, with great zest, and fire your eyes. Talk to him. You are not the son of my voice. You go to church. You are belong to a religious organization. But you are not in Christ. You can be in Christ today. By accepting him. You can be in Christ. You can tell him. I'm willing to give you my life. Because he paid. He died for you. I said, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. I give you my life and I receive your life in exchange. You help me to accept my reality in you. Help me to live this life for you. I want to pray with you. I want you to say this prayer with all your heart. Father God, thank you for loving me with everlasting love. And giving your son Jesus to die for me. Jesus, I now receive you as my Lord and Savior. Help me to live this life. Help me to accept my reality in you. Empower me to live as your bride on earth. In Jesus' name. That's it, my friend. Let me pray. Father, even as the voice of man ceases, I ask you to echo this truth in our spirit. Echo this truth in our heart. Help us to embrace our reality in Christ. Help us to know that we have been set free. We are are loved. We are your children. We are the bride of Christ. We are the beloved of the Father. There is therefore now no condemnation in us because we are in Christ Jesus. Help us, Jesus, to embrace our reality in you. Accept our reality willingly and enthusiastically with fire in our eyes. Help us. We ask by the Holy Spirit. Help us by the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Cause this truth, cause this world to be echoing in our heart, in our ears. Cause this world to drive us daily to live for you. To enjoy our new status in you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. You, if you've prayed this prayer with us, I want you to go to our I want you to go to your smartphone on your, on your tablet and download the Bible. The Bible is free. And go make good friends with your Bible. The Bible is God's roadmap to your destiny. And go to any Bible believing church, tell the pastor I sent you. And if you are here in Atlanta, Georgia, United States, I make bold to invite you to Trem Atlanta, God's embassy manner. We are at 1611, 1611-161611, Ross West Street, Smyrna, zip code 30080, Georgia, United States. Our service is on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. I look forward to having you in the name of Jesus. 
and you can listen to our app store um, our podcast when you go to our website trem usa t r e m u s a dot o r g and listen to our podcast or you go to any platform where you freely listen to podcasts just search t r e m atlanta trem atlanta and you will listen to our podcast and you will be blessed god bless you richly is my prayer in jesus name praise the lord thank you for listening to another message god's blessing be with you now and forever for counseling email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.